Welcome to season four, where we're going to be covering how to discover your passion, purpose, uh, path. I'm deciding to bring every single guest that can give us different perspective. And today we have a special one that is going to teach us about money, how to understand how money works. Rash Gupta focuses on, he's a financial service professional. And basically, his job is to help us understand how money works. So, hi, welcome to Hugging My Chaos. How are you? Uh, thank you, April, for having me on your show. I am wonderful today, and how have you been? I've been doing pretty good. It's honestly a pleasure talking to you again. I talked to him in person, and he is a very knowledgeable person. Like He knows how to grab information from other places. I want you to give me a little background of how you started this financial services professional. How Was that your intention ever since you were little? None, not at all. I have been the most unwisest when it comes to finances and money in my life, April. I, I am an engineer by my qualification and by my profession. Now, having spent more than two decades of doing engineering, designing robots, designing uh, cell phones, designing certain interesting cool gadgets, then I realized, you know what, this is fun stuff. But am I really thinking about the most important part in my life, which is money, which is finances? I could spend my entire life working if I want to, but will I ever run out of money in my life? Have I put that thought through? And when that thought crossed my mind, I discussed this with few of my peers. And what I realized was they exactly had the same questions. So none of us knew the right answers. So then I thought is how wise it would be or how great it would be if I were to take all these and start to tell people how money works. What are the important aspects in my life? And that's where I started to become knowledgeable in this field. I got myself licensed and today I'm a licensed and certified financial services professional. And I have more than 100 plus families that I've helped across 13 states in the whole of United States right now. Wow, that's a big, big accomplishment. Good job for that. And have you seen something have you seen more financial freedom? Because I know engineering is a pretty prestige major and it brings you a lot of opportunities, which is why a lot of my friends have pursued that career because they're like, that's guarantee opportunities, guarantee a job stability. But you said that you decided that you thought that that wasn't enough, right? So how have you seen the difference between engineering and pursuing financial knowledge? Well, the domains are different, but it all boils to why you are doing something, uh, April. So when I started, uh, why do I want to become an electronics engineer? Because I loved gadgets. I started when I was young in school, high school, I started to see, can I build a time machine? And I told my science teacher, hey, I want to build a time machine. She says, do you know what it is? She sent me to read Albert Einstein's theory of relativity. And that's got me into this. And that's where I got into engineering, my passion was, which I did admirably for two decades. 
But then when I started to find out, hey, you know, money is such an important aspect in life. Then I, then I said, you know what? The same passion with which I went out and did my engineering and helped that industry, can I create the same passion in me helping families on the finance side? And in turn, I make an extra money. And that's what I realized, April. So if you see the difference, yes, they are different domains, but why and the passion that drives has remained exactly the same. But yes, I had to put in a lot of effort to learn a field which I had not. But believe me, learning finance is a much more simpler field than doing four years of an engineering graduate yeah. and doing that, believe me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. Like I've seen how engineers do it and it's hard work. But regarding college, I've always been told and a lot of my friends have been told that a college degree is important for your financial future. How true is that? Do you need a college degree to have a good financial future? Because you, we've always heard stories about people who don't get that. Very good question, April, and I'm glad you asked it. Uh, let's let's throw a few names. Mark Zuckerberg, the guy who formed Facebook. Let's talk about Gil Ga Bill Gates, the guy who did Microsoft. Steve Jobs, the man who did Apple. Dave Thomas, the guy who created the whole Wendy's chain. If you look at these set of people, none of them ever completed a college degree. But the question is, did they find it difficult to go out and set it, set something for themselves that could make their name in history? Yes, it does. But would a completion of a college degree have helped them? Yes, it could have helped them move to what they wanted to do faster. But if not completing college can still help them change their lives and the lives of so many others through this fantastic innovation that they have created, it somewhere says that, you know what, is it essential or is it necessary to have a college degree? To make money, to make money, what is the most important thing, April? It is the hunger and the passion that why you want to make that money. And if that why and the passion is clear on you, then a lack of a college degree is not going to stop you. But the presence of a degree can give you the boosters that you would need to probably achieve your goals faster. So until and unless we know why we are doing something, we would not be able to get there no matter where you're getting your college degree from. Mm, I see that. So like, like you said, it could be a boost, but you shouldn't rely 100% on that to pursue something you want, right? Yeah, because um, a question that just popped out in my mind, what if you want to do something like completely different, like art majors? Like what if you want to not go to school and just do the art? Is that a possible dream or should you like be like quote unquote more realistic about it and just take the, the college traditional way? Well, the traditional schooling as you like to call it, right? Or the colleges that are there. Again, does it help you get more social? Does it help you develop more interpersonal skills of being in a society? 
uh, having to interact with people from various communities, various backgrounds and socioeconomic status, that really helps you in a very different way, April. But when you look at saying you want to do uh, performing arts, right? You want to become an actor or you have an interest in literature and you want to write books. Uh, can a college education help you be creative? Can a college education help you think outside the box? Those are the questions we need to ask ourselves. And if the answer to those questions is yes, it does. Yes, it does. Definitely college is very helpful. So if we see that this, the, the education system that we have in the country, is it helping us think outside the box? Or let me say like this, April, as I like to call, there is no box anymore. You're not thinking inside or outside. You are thinking with the whole planet as your thought process, right? There is no box anymore. What do you mean by that? What I mean to say is that there are no boundaries of thinking and creativity. Did you ever think or did somebody ever think that we could do a podcast like this sitting across miles away from each other, be able to share thoughts, have us on video and be able to talk? Did somebody need to go to college to do that? That answer is no. Somebody thought that communication like this was possible. But how would this communication work? For that, you will need to have two engineers for which you have to go and find somewhere from college education. But what that education is applied to depends fundamentally on how you look at it. So the application of the college education is the key, April, in simple words. And unless we learn how to apply that education, that education will merely be on a degree or books, and we may not be able to generate value out of it. Mm, I see. So it's not necessarily the college degree. It's also the person that you are, or the person that has the degree, you know? The person mm. has the degree. And how do you apply the learnings from the college into whatever you want to do matters, April. The college education is the theory, but the application is where it really transforms the society. That's the way it is. Mm, I see, I see. You're shifting my perspective because I usually, and I know that some of my friends have the thought that we should rely a lot on the college degree and like we're, we're putting all our efforts, everything, but at the end of the day, it is the knowledge, but that's just a portion of something. You know? Is that what you're saying? Right? Yes. Uh, did anybody tell Steve Jobs in college that he should design a smartphone? Nobody taught him. Because mm. it was his way of thinking that the world's first smartphone that could change the way people communicate was completely his idea. But how does he design the transistors that go inside a smartphone, which are important? That's what college degree helped him to an extent, April, which he did not complete anyways. But that's the way I look at it, right? Yeah. So it could be like a time for exploration, right? To expand your creativity. Is that what I'm hearing? How how are you how would you do that? How would you expand your creativity? Like you already have the tools, you already have like let's say college. How would you put yourself out there and like try to get to know yourself, explore? your interest again the answer lies in the why you are going to college and why you are picking up one particular line of education why arts is it that you are passionate about it is it that 
five of your 10 friends are doing it, April? Or is it that there are maximum jobs out available in that particular domain? See, that's the most important question, why I am doing it. If I do not know that why, then the next four years of an undergrad or maybe another two years of a post-graduation will only make you get educated to get a job without that purpose that your why was. But if you know your why that you want to become or to be known as an innovator in the society, you want to be a change agent in the society through the way you write books, through the way you write plays, musical, Broadways, etc. It does not help otherwise. So that why will be very important for us to drive what we are going to do, April. And most of us, when we grow up, we do not think about that why. And that why is what drives. And that's one of the focuses that I have is, I want to tell everybody, no matter where they are, even kids who go to school, who have gone to middle school, who are in their middle school, early high school, in colleges, and even adults who are almost 50 to 55, I'm asking them, what is your why? Because if your why is clear, then the what and the how people can help with April, right? The college will tell you what to do and how to do to get towards your why. But that why is what is missing in most of us today. And that includes our young generation, which are our future of tomorrow. That's the way I see that. Wow. Wow, yeah. That's powerful. How do you, how do you, look, how have you found your why? Like, is, does that come with time, awareness? Do you have to journal something or it's just, how do you find it? So the why comes from this fact that what is your purpose and passion, April? When you wake up in the morning, what are you going to do today? And then why are you going to do it? If like, why are you doing this podcast? Very simple question. Why are you, why did you create Hugging Chaos? By the way, it's a beautiful name. And that's what you see, the chaos in our minds and the way we are looking at it is exactly what it is. I loved it. Why did you create Hugging Chaos? There has to be an answer to that why, right? It's exactly the same way. Why do I want to do business and finance when I go to college? Why do I want to go and do pre-med when I go to an undergrad college? Why do I go and do an art major? Why is that thinking is the key, right? And the way we do that why is we need to sit down and talk to a mentor. And one of the missing links today is we don't have those mentors with which we can think. So when you sit down with a mentor, he can ask you, April, why do you want to do this? Why do you want to do this? Why do you want to do, why do you want to go to this college? Why do you want to go to an Ivy League college? Those questions we never ask ourselves because we are busy in something, but somebody else, when they ask you those questions, that makes you think, April. And that's why we need more and more people who can ask you the why question. And that's what's the missing link. So if you see Simon Sinek is find your why, this, that's why he said is, if you do not find your why, you will not be able to get where you want to do because you don't know why you are doing it. And you will lose the way if you lose your why. So most of the people start with something and look, and then look, and then they leave it. If you look at the numbers, April, do you know what is the outstanding 
education or student loan debt today in the country of United States, $1.7 trillion. And more than 92% of this is the federal debt, which has tripled in the last five years. And most important, 45 million students leave college without completing their degrees. 45 million students. Now tell me why they leave college. I ask this question on everything, why? They left college because they did not know why they were there in the first place. And when they started to do it, they forgot their path and they got into other directions. So when the why is clear, and one very easy way to find your why is this April, which I tell everybody to do is, what is the most important thing that makes you survive today? Is breathing. As soon as a human stops breathing, the life is gone. Now, if you just hold your nose like this and stop breathing, Look at how long can you hold it? You can hold it for maybe 30 seconds, 60 seconds. The question is this, at that time, at 60 seconds, I say, April, this is a million dollar for you. Please keep it holding it for another 60 seconds. You're not gonna take that million dollars, why? Because you want to breathe, because that's where you will live. So the moment you find that why, which is as strong as you want to breathe, that means you will never lose your why and you will never give up. And those are the people who go ahead and make greater things in life. Now, do you think a college degree is important for something like that? Yes, maybe. But it, it could be that you could do that without your college degree, which is what people like Steve Jobs and Mark Zuckerberg did. Wow, that was, that's powerful and that's true. That's really true. I don't know, I'm speechless right now. But yeah, you're right. Like, you got to find why the intention. You know, it's not just to do it because everyone's doing it. It's to actually be intentional about it. Like, hey, every path is different, but you got to choose your path based on your why, right? Wow. That's very powerful. Uh, I have a, a question that's regarding, you already said that, you could do different, you can pick a different path. It doesn't have to necessarily be with college. How do you, how do you change that belief? Like what are the, some common ideas, wrong ideas that people have about money that like, that make them, that makes it harder for them to have it? Very good. So I ask a lot of my clients three questions. What do you think is the toughest to do? making money, multiplying money, or keeping the money that you have multiplied? So these three questions I asked everyone, most of them say, you know, multiplying money is tough. But then I asked them, was making money easy? Making money is not easy either. That means all the three of the things are tough. So what most of the people in the world do April is this. The way they look at money is this. I will earn money, I will spend the money, and then save whatever is left. And this is where people fall into the trap. But the wise people, what they do is they will earn the money, they will save or invest the money, and then whatever is left, they will then spend it. 
So now what has happened is this. You have become much wiser by not splurging all your money out, but having put it into some safety engines or saving it and then spend, spending whatever is left. So whenever I sometimes I ask people how many homes they have, how many cars they have. So I get alarmed with people who have one home and two cars. Because car, if you see, is an asset which goes down over time and house is an asset which goes over time. But people who have two houses and one car are definitely bound to do better in life than the other space. So that's how the thinking goes is earning, saving, spending or earning, spending and then saving. That's the way we look at things. So first of all, pay yourself. When you pay yourself, that means you will now know that you have saved. And then you start to look at expenses. So a lot of people do not think wisely when they do expenses. A car will still get you from point A to point B. Now it depends whether you buy a Lamborghini, which is $300,000 or a $5,000 Honda Civic. It does the same purpose for you. Can you afford the 300kk car today if from whatever you have saved or you spend on this, have somebody take out the, the, the loan on that car and you pay to somebody else and then live your life? This is the question I ask. And that's where I get my answers from the people. So what, what, what you asked me was a great question. The wrong idea about money. I will spend money, but instead of saying I will save money and then spend money. Yeah, I see that. I see that, especially with a lot of teenagers. We just want to, they have the money. We're like, no, live in our life. Let's just have fun and worry about it later, you know? But that's when the question comes in, because I forgot to ask that in the Spanish episode, which I did, like, it was a similar thing. Like, how, though? How do you make money? (laughs) Just a regular job, you just save it and then invest and then you go from there? Or what kind of knowledge do you want to, do you need to have? Very, very good question, April. You see, when you work for somebody else, you're doing a job. And now what happens is when you're working for him and doing a job, what do you get at the end? A paycheck. But when you work for yourself, you invest in you to learn a skill. And now when you are making money on the side, now what has happened is you have unlimited potential of making a money because paycheck is limited, but any other thing that you work on the side could be unlimited. So how do you make more money is the question. Everybody has 24 hours in a day, April. So if people can work for their full capacity of 24 hours, let us say, which is humanly not possible, They can only make money as per they can do in every hour. But how do you make four to five times that money in one single day? The only way you can make more money in one single day is when you take the time leverage out from you. That means you are not bounded by the time you work, but you can leverage the power of human capital. That is exactly what happens is the companies that are doing so well, they hire the best of the engineers, the best of the managers, the best of the finance professionals, the best of the legal consultants to help them run their company, the best of the sales and marketing guys. So one guy who is sitting at the top of the company 
is working for eight hours in one day. He has a team of 20,000 people that is working eight hours every day. So in one day, 160,000 hours are being worked, April, if you look at this maths. So the person at the top is making money from 160,000 hours in a 24-hour cycle. So how do you make money? Is shift your mindset from being an employee to being an entrepreneur. And when you become an entrepreneur or a business owner, now people have started to make money for you. And now when April is sitting on a beach somewhere in Cancun and doing her podcast, there is somebody in her company working at that time and giving money to April. So now April has, is no longer an employee in a company which is taking a week of vacation to go to Cancun, but April is a business owner which is just working once a year, but her entire team is working for the rest of the years, right? This is what is the mindset of being a business owner on an entrepreneur. So a lot of the time when people go to college or the kids go to college, they think college from one perspective, how to get the best job. But what I'm telling is, how do you not just get a job, but get a fortune by getting the right entrepreneurship mindset build up? And that's what I wanted people to do. So that's how the difference will happen. Mm, develop an entrepreneurship mindset. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it, we're in a perfect time. That's what I was telling like, my the people that listen, my friends. Like we're in a perfect time to expand our mind like to expand to learn a lot of because we don't have a lot of pressures like other people do like adults have and it's pretty interesting about like how we can expand our mind and our knowledge what are some books that you recommend that can help us start building that entrepreneurship mentality so there is one book that i recommend to everyone it's called atomic habits that book says very simple thing, April. It says do 1% more every day than what you did the previous day. So every day in the night before you go to bed, just think, did you do 1% more today than what you did yesterday? And if you do just 1% more every single day in one given year, now you see, how much more have you done in a whole year? So Atomic Habits is one book. The next book I would recommend is The Magic of Thinking Big. It's a great book because what happens is, since we box ourselves, we start to think very small and we aim very low. And most of the time, April, the problem is not that we aim too high and miss. The problem is we aim too low and hit. And when we aim too low and hit, we feel so happy that yes, we have achieved our goals. But did we meet, did we set the goal for our full potential? No. So the magic of thinking big makes you think big and big and different. And the third book, which kind of brings a good perspective around uh, college education is Rich Dad and Poor Dad, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. So if these three books, any young person can read, I think they will get a very good perspective of life. That's the way I see it as. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. I going back to a topic that we're talking a lot. I just like thought of the question. 
you said that it's important to like be an entrepreneurship and and like invest in your own self in your own business. What if you don't have any idea of what you want to create, like what business you want to create? What if you're like, I just don't know what I like to do. I don't know my passion. I I'm lost in life. How would you figure that out? Yeah, that's 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 again a very good question, and that's not easy to figure it out, April. But uh, tell me, what is it that you like to do without being told? If you know that that you do something and nobody is asking you to do, let's say you have a piano in the house, and your parents say you should take piano classes and play the piano. Now. Taking the piano classes will not make you a good and accomplished piano player, but practicing on the piano does. Now, do you do you like to play the piano to practice by yourself, or your mom and dad or your brother and sister has to tell you, hey, your 30 minutes of practice is missing today. Your 30 minutes of practice. So when you do something that you like to do. That is called that particular passion, which you do it by yourself. Maybe you love to meet people. Maybe you love to talk to people. It's a great social skill. Now look at the jobs where you need to talk to people, where you want to do. For some people, it could be a sales job. For some people, it could be a community job where they volunteer to interact with people. Some people say, you know what? I love playing with gadgets or Legos. Hey, that's a great skill. I love to play Legos. That means, could I become a great mechanical engineer and be able to design machines? So when you like to do something without being told, and you can spend hours on it, you can forget food, you can forget your favorite TV program. That means that's your passion that you have to follow with. Now, when you couple them that with a discussion with a mentor. And that mentor can help you fine tune the skills that will make the big difference. Now, your vision and horizon will be stretched and you can do far things far more. So this is the way I would recommend to people to find their why and passion, what they love to do. Yeah. So you know what you spend the most time on without being forced to spend the time on that. Do you think everyone has a passion or like? something that they like that makes them different again everyone has one april everyone has one it's just that uh they don't know about it and it, that is exactly what should be the job of the parents what should be the job of the teachers what should be the job of uh, probably your senior family members maybe not be in the family outside maybe your grandparents or your uncles and aunts or maybe somebody as a mentor completely should be able to help you find out or they should be able to do. And I think that's the most important part of it today. I usually ask this question to a lot of people and I tell them, should you follow your the money or the passion? I think what your response is going to be, but can you answer that question for me, please? What do you think what my response would have been? <laughs> I think it's going to be like a follow both. You can both of them. But I, I want to see if I'm right. Well, you're right. But my, my view is this, uh, April. One leads to the other, right? So what happens is this. If you are passionate about something, let's take the example. You Do you know of this printer 
from uh, Jamaica, Usain Bolt. The famous, so there is this printer from Jamaica, Usain Bolt, which came from a very rural background in his country. They did not have a lot of infrastructure. So he holds the track and field record of running the fastest 100 meters and 200 meters in Olympics. Now, he, he has made $20 million by running 120 seconds in these events. But for those 120 seconds and $20 million, he practiced for 20 years. And he practiced at 3 a.m., 4 a.m. in the morning when nobody was watching April, right? But when he ran in Olympics, if there are millions of people, billions of people in the world watching him run, break his record, routing for him, saying, go, go, go. Now, what this means is this. If you see his passion was running, he made the $20 million. His passion for making a name for him in there, the money followed him. Now, Steve Jobs never created the iPhone for the purpose of money. He created because he wanted to be known as an innovator whose product could be changing to the market. But did he know when he created the iPhone that so many millions of users would be there in the world? That answer is no. So when you follow your passion, the money will follow with it. Why? Because you, have, you are going to be creative in your passion. You're going to see change the way your passion can be applied to the business and the learning. And then, then money will start to flow. That's my answer. So one leads to the other. But it takes time. That's what you say, right? Because the, for the runner, it took 20 years. And I feel like a lot of people are like, like me, for example, I'm like, oh, wow, like that's a long time. And we, well, I almost speak for myself. Sometimes I just want things to be like, and when I graduate, like have it all figured out, you know? <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah, I, I think, or you said, I think it takes time. All like, good things take time, April. All good things take time. You have to give them the time and they will come to you. But the point is how hungry you are is the question. So as if you're as hungry as how badly you want that to work like you breathe, you will get it. But if you say, you know what, I work today for, for 10 hours, tomorrow I'm going to take a day off and maybe th again, I'll, the day after I'll work 10 hours, success does not come like that. You have to do the same thing consistently, 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 and never give up. That's when people are successful. That's how. Yeah. It, like I heard a quote that says like, even, I don't, I don't know how it goes, but basically the meaning of the quote is that even like when you try again, you can die trying, but at least you're going to have that passion. You know, like you're always going to have like that vision. And if you have that vision, and you take it to your grave, it's it's just, first of all, it's going to make you fulfilled and it's going to bring that energy into your life. Exactly. It's just about belief too, huh? It's, it's about believing. It's about belief. You have, you're right, you're spot on. It's the belief. <laughs> you have to believe you. Because if you do not believe in yourself, you will not believe in your why. And why will somebody else believe in you as well to give you the opportunity? <laughs> That's the way yeah. I yeah, you got to see it first before the, the world can see it. Wayne Dyer said one thing. He's a very good author. He says, and I love this yeah. quote. He says, people say, I will believe it when I see it. And what he said, you will see it when you believe it. 
Mm, so I like that. Have that. So that's the difference. So you will see it. it. This is called the law of attraction. If you start to see something so often, you will start to see that everybody is going to help you do it. So that's the radiation and energy you send out. And that will come back to you. People will help you. But you have to ask. If you don't ask, you won't get it. But you have to ask. That's how it is. You're right. You're right. Yeah, that's what I love doing this interview. Like, I love asking because I have so many questions. And I, ever since I was little, I would, like, ask everything to everyone. Like, hey, what do you think about this? You know? so, great. That's great. That's amazing. Yeah, that's a great skill to do. Yeah. Ask you one last question. Mm -hmm. And this is, this doesn't have to be with finance or anything. Sure. But you, you're allowed to pick the topic. But what advice would you give your younger self at my age? When I, I'm 19 right now, what advice would you give your younger self if what you know now, based on what you know now? I never followed my heart, April, a lot. So what happened was when we grew up, every second person was an engineer or a doctor. And we said, you know what? Let's be an engineer. And I never liked engineering till I liked it. So I wanted to be a literature and theater person. I loved theater. I wanted to act on stage. But then somebody said to me, you know what? They could be hobbies, but they could not be big professions. Now you see, if had I followed my heart, maybe I could have done something different. I don't know. Maybe I'm much better than what could have been. I don't know. But following your heart, following what you want to do and why you want to do matters. So if you ever get a chance of thinking around that, just go with the fact that why do you want to do something and it is you that you want to do something and just do it. Forget about everything else. That's how you have to do it. So I, I, I would have done that if I were to be, get a time, time machine that I wanted to build Can I do it now? I would go back in time and exactly not do engineering anymore and do something else. Yeah. I like that. Thank you for that advice. I think that's going to help a lot of us. It's about, like you said, taking the risk, believing, and always keep committing, right? Thank and you. I, Where can... Uh, sorry, I just wanted to say, you know what? I, I love to help people who are finding their ways, and I'm... I'm helping people who are not just younger than me or my peers. I'm helping people much older than me to find their why now because they, they have lost it because they, 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 they work so hard for somebody else. Their dreams and the aspirations are not fulfilled. So I'm helping a lot of, a uh, lot of women entrepreneurs because they, they always wanted to do something, but, but they had to take care of families, kids as they move forward, they lost their way. So I'm working with them to inspire them to see what it is. And um, I don't know if you can put it in your podcast or something. I'm very happy if people want to reach out to me, talk to me about something. I will be very happy and gladly help them think through those questions as well. Yeah. I was just going to ask you that. Yeah. Where can people find you, your websites, your uh, anything? Where can people find you if they have any questions? Oh, they're happy to reach out to me um, uh, through my email or my, uh, uh, I can, I'll, I'll give that to you and you can probably put it somewhere on your podcast somewhere. I'd be happy to do that. Yes. So they, they're happy to reach out to me. Yeah. You see guys, you can reach out to him and like, you can ask him more questions. He is definitely knowledgeable and I'm sure he will be really helpful.
for your guys' futures, for our futures. But thank you, thank you for your time. Thank you for everything. And remember, for the people that are watching and listening, to hug yourself and hug that crazy chaos of yours. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you all.